0: I'm Alex Del Ciro. I'm Alex Del Ciro. I'm Alex Del Ciro, And we have, we have just Eddie. It's Eddie Sauer. Needed to France. Eric Marie. It's Mahe Drysdale. It is Sir Matthew Henson. Thank you for being here. I'm Alex Del Ciro, Rower's Choice. And this is another podcast and the theme continues to be programs that you might not know a lot about. You know, if, if you are a rower, or even a parent of a rower, and you say, what are the top programs in the country? It's the same thing over and over and over and over again. However, the theme of 2022 has been sort of the underground rowing programs. And this is a head coach that I know nothing about. And that's another theme that we're continuing in 2022 is I don't know anything about this person. This is Rebecca and I, I had to get that right. I always have a hard time with last names. She is the head coach of Fordham Rowing. And there are a million things to talk about. Rebecca, thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's nice to meet you.
0: It is fantastic to meet you. Um, now, I do this with everybody. And, I, you know, I, I love this part of the, of the uh, podcast. It's where were you? How old were you when you first started rowing? When You took that first stroke.
1: Yeah, so I was 18. I was a freshman at the University of California, Santa Barbara. Um, when I went to school, I, I knew I wanted to do something to be social and to meet people. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to join a sorority or a sports team. Um, and I, they sent, even before I got there, they sent out the coach, sent out an email and they, uh, the tagline was tall athletes wanted or those tough enough to make up the difference. And, you know, yeah. And it was like no experience necessary. And I looked at it, I'm like, I have no experience. Like, you know, this sounds fun. And I think the idea of starting a sport on the same level as everyone else was really intriguing to me Um, because I didn't, I never really found a sport that I loved growing up. Like I tried a lot of stuff, but so I was like excited to go to college to try it out. And at UCSB, so it's a club team. So everyone who's there, almost everyone who's there, learned to row in college. And I think there was such an excitement about being there. I mean, not only are you choosing to be there, but you're also paying to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so contagious. You know, we kind of, at UCSB, We start by kind of tricking the freshmen. There's a lagoon on campus and you're like, yeah, there's three practice times a day. Like just pick one, show up. Like it doesn't matter. And the lagoon is right next to the campus dorms, you know, it's on the ocean and you make it really fun and accessible. And then by the time winter quarter rolls around or like rolls around, you've kind of tricked them into loving the sport. So you have all these freshmen who went from having all these options to like surprise, we, you know, we leave for the lake at, you know, 530 and it's 30 minutes away. But at that point, you're so hooked. Um, So I gotta, I gotta,
0: I gotta think back. So I think this is the school that Brad Allen Lewis was the coach of (laughs) like years ago. Am I right? Because I think it was UCSB that the book, because there's a book that he wrote and I read this darn thing three times over. So is this the school that Brad Allen Lewis was the coach of?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same school fantastic history there is a lot
0: of history in this program um you said two things that were stuck out of me you said you wanted to be social and have friends um but you chose like why did you choose ucsb most rowers in today's world right like most high school rowers are like i'm gonna row i'm trying to find this program i have never actually spent time talking to people who went to college without any direction so why did you choose ucsb
1: Oh boy. Honestly, um, (laughs) I look back at that. Like I'm, I'm Canadian. I'm from Western Canada. I'm from a town called Kelowna, which is in the interior. So oftentimes when I say that in the rowing world, people are like, Oh, Victoria. I'm like, Nope, Nope. Like didn't know rowing until I got to college. So I, my parents had been thinking about moving to California. Um, I have dual citizenship and they were, you know, we would go down there for their business and, My mom was just like, you know, apply to schools, apply to schools. And I was applying and, you know, for the UCs, you just, you do one application and you can check other boxes. And I remember sitting there and I'm like, which one should I apply to? And, you know, I think my mom was like, Santa Barbara's beautiful. And I was like, great, you know, applied. And then I, you know, it was honestly, it was the perfect combination of events. We, I remember going to visit, I got my acceptance the day we were in Santa Barbara visiting, um, I liked the campus everyone had great things to say about it um i don't know i just kind of it was that or stay close to home and go to go to vancouver and i think i kind of wanted an adventure and like you know canada it's cold i really liked the sun i the thought of going to school on the beach appealed to me like it was i I wouldn't say it was as thought out as some other people go through their college uh selection process
0: so then the other thing that stuck out to me was um Tall or 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 make up the difference, toughness. Yeah. Where do you fall into that? Are you make up the difference in toughness or are you just naturally tall?
1: Uh I'm five eight. So it's somewhere in the middle there. You're you're in the middle, in the middle. I like to think I'm pretty tough. I was always the shortest of my my friends in college and they would make fun of me. And then I have very short parents. So I'd come home. I'm like, no, they always call me short. And they're like, like, my mom's five one. It's, you know, I'm taller than both my parents. So it's uh
0: I love that. Okay, so you, you do the UCSB route, uh, mm-hmm. club level. So the commitment in rowing is so much different at the club level, right? Like you said, you're paying it, you're dedicated, you're, you're, you're focused. Um, was there any major success that you remember that happened in those four years of rowing?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the really cool thing for me is that I got to be at UCSB at such an exciting time where we were just on this like uphill trajectory. So I think I kind of watched, so like the men and women, both club, both really close, you know, share a boathouse, share the erg room. Um, And I mean, we had, we would have like 140 athletes between men, women, novice varsity. And it was just, I kind of watched the men climb on this trajectory of just getting faster and winning these regattas. And I think, the women's side, we followed a couple years later, just as, you know, the team grew and it was so fun. I think, I think part of it is like, you're, you're the underdog. Like it's really fun to win when you're not expecting to win, you know, it's pretty low pressure. And we just keep, we kept getting faster year after year. And I mean, I think in, in club rowing, there's such a range, you know, and a lot of that range comes for like access to, to what you have, um, you know whether that's that's funding or athletes or equipment or coaches. I mean, we're really lucky at UCSB. Both men and women's programs get full time coaches. Um, so I think my coach, it was Mike Holmes. He's at uh, USD now, but he like I had such a good time rowing for him because he just like he really did a good job at building the women's program up. And I think while I was there, uh, Desmond Stahl, He's at Davis now, but he was building the men's program up, and they just like. They they made it a lot of fun, um, you know, and and I mean winning is fun too, and we did have a lot of those. I think for the women, you know, so there's Accra, um, yep. you know, for the men that was really their kind of what they wanted to win. For the women, I think you know Accra. Don't get me wrong. Oh, Grand Valley. I I think I remember one year we lost to them by a tenth of a second, oh. you know, at Accra, and that kind of you remember that forever.
0: Um, <laughs> but, oh, that's a tough one. I I mean I know the uh, the coach there at the time was John Van Carey. Uh, oh
1: yeah!
0: It... <laughs> I mean, he's he's a he's a force. He's he's one of my favorite people. Um, so you you found some things. I lo- I love hearing the the 140 athletes across men and women. Like what a what a beautiful thing to hear. That's a lot of that's a lot of people. Um, Mike Holmes, fantastic coach. I like you said. Like there's uh, a lot of happiness and and good vibes at the program. Um, now what what I think what blows my mind as I was like thinking about during, you know, when I was preparing for this interview, I think you graduated in 2017 from UCSD, UCSB. And now you're the head coach of a program and you found rowing at 18. <laughs> that to me is wild, right? To go from never seeing the water, never being in the boat until 18, right? Like 18 years old, four years, graduate college, shortly five years later, you're a head coach. That there's not a lot of people that, do that right sometimes it takes a decade or more um so i'm I'm, okay i guess first question is what was your college major at ucsb like what were you (laughs) focused on being or what did you think you were going to be
1: So I well so I graduated technically in 2016. I um, just took a couple extra classes because I I went and I coached for UCSB after. So, but the I said I majored in environmental studies. Um, So honestly, not really related to coaching. I think for me, it was a because I loved the program so much. I really felt this. I think like my senior year, I wasn't done with rowing. And I gained so much from the program, whether that was friends and confidence and just like learned about myself and life. And I think like rowing really gave me a lot of that. And for me, I was like, okay, I want to give back to this program that I got so much out of. Um, And I knew I had like two more classes I had to take to finish my degree. And I could have done them over the summer, but I went to New York Athletic Club to row for the summer. So then I was like, okay, I'll come back. Um, I got hired as the novice coach, finished those classes and, and did that. So no, it's not my, my undergrad degree is not related at all to what I'm doing now, but something I'm passionate about and love just didn't necessarily pursue as a career.
0: I totally understand that. That's, I mean, that's probably <laughs> 90% of the people out there. Uh, how about NIAC? That's a pretty cool thing. So you were clearly in your mind and, and, and maybe true, you were fast enough that you wanted to continue rowing hard and aggressive in the summer. Um, what were you focusing on at NIAC? Was it sculling, sweeping? Like, What were you doing for that summer?
1: Um, that summer, I mean, for me, it was, so we actually had had quite a few athletes from UCSB who had gone out there for the summer. So for me, it was, you know, we kind of had this little bit of a pathway, which again, just, I think the, the cool thing about UCSB is that I think we, like, there's a lot of athletes that come out of UCSB that end up just loving the sport. Like even in the Northeast, like I'm not the only coach from UCSB in the Northeast. Um, and I think that's really cool that we create athletes that are like, yeah, I want to stay involved. But for me, honestly, it was just about having fun. I wanted to like race a little bit more. So we went, we focused mostly on sweet boats. We had a decent number of women for, you know, I don't think there's been a huge women's program for the last few years. Yeah. Um, but You know, I think we had, you know, we had, I think two eights worth of women. So we did a lot of, it was mostly sweeping. I really taught myself to skull like after college, uh, which is still, I feel like I'm still learning.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. you kidding me? Jesus. Like it's, <laughs> I, I love it and I hate it. I, I think I hate it more than I love it. And I, I do this for a living. Um, how did you, what race did you do that summer with Nyack? Was there, I mean, you obviously would do like club nationals. Um, did you do Henley? Did you do like Canadian Henley as well? Yeah, Which yeah, we did. Circuit?
1: Yeah, it was like Independence Day regatta, club nationals and Canadian Henley.
0: And how did you do? Did you win anything? Any medals?
1: Yeah. I think IDR, we won some medals, uh, summer nationals, we won some medals and then Canadian Henley, you got to come first. So I think we only got third place. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a, honestly, it was a really successful summer. I had a lot of fun. I made a lot of friends that summer, like a lot of women who I'm still really close with. Like it was such, I always like right now, that's what I'm trying to get all of my athletes to do. I'm like, do summer racing. Like not just because I want them to be fast, but because I know how much fun it is. So it's-, it's I love your
0: vibes. Your vibes are hilarious. You are, it's, this, it's the same thing I'm hearing over and over again. It's the friendships. It's the people. That's why you row. It's not about the victories. Like you, I said, how well did you do? You kind of pass it off. Like we want some medals, but you care about the <laughs> okay, friendships. Okay,
1: well, don't get me wrong. I love competition. Like I I really okay. do. I think for me, it's like, that's so easy that like, it's-, it's like, I know that's why I'm doing a sport, you know, I like the competition, like, I want to win, like, don't, like, winning's fun, but, like, I don't know, I think you also have to be kind of humble, like, you know, winning, like, I don't know, one of the women who I rode with, who I met that summer, like, you know, we won summer nationals together, but, like, she went on to become an Olympian, so. Who is that? Uh, Charlotte Buck. (sighs)
0: Hi, we love Charlotte Buck here at Rower's Choice.
1: Oh, oh, she's she's awesome. Like her her first race she ever won was that race with me over the summer. Wow. So I think she she was like a sophomore or something. But yeah, like you know, so it's like you have people like that, and I'm like, she went on to go something do something really impressive. And not that I'm not doing that, but like, you know, there's uh, there's more to it.
0: So so five eight, you know, rowing at UCSB, doing NIAC with with Charlotte Buck, like what was your 2K? Give it to me. What was like your 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 score? Seven
1: seventeen. Seven seventeen—that's
0: pretty darn quick, you know.
1: Yeah, I think we're just, it's not
0: Charlotte Buck quick. Like, no, no. Crazy.
1: I think for yeah, I think for a club program, like yeah, it was pretty good, you know. And I think I think part of that too is just like the culture, like where are you, like, where are you fitting in? And it, like I, I don't know, it's maybe I could have gone faster if I was in an environment that was like challenging me a little more. Like yeah. I still have that dry. Like I don't know. I want to do summer racing this summer, so we'll see. It's uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, see what you I
0: can can't do stop. can't yeah. stop won't stop so all right so you graduate you do a year of coaching at UCSB I did three um, years there you did three years
1: three yeah years. so I did I was our novice coach for two years and then I was our varsity coach my last year and I was I was our interim head coach for a little bit so my Holmes, he left and went to USD. And then they ended up hiring um, Alyssa Dewey as the head coach, which was really funny. She was the assistant coach at Fordham. And now she's the head coach at UCSB. So we kind of switched places.
0: So this is cool. So what, so interim head coach, <laughs> you're so young, you, you decided to go somewhere else, right? So you obviously moved somewhere else. What happens in between Cal and uh, California and Fordham
1: um so I spent a little over two years working at Row New York um so it was it was an interesting experience because I was only in New York for like six months when COVID hit um so it was it was a weird thing so I took the job and it was really more like operations and management based so obviously really heavily in the rowing world I learned a lot about like a lot of anti-racism stuff and a lot of stuff that is like very useful to bring into coaching but i really missed the kind of competitive aspect of collegiate coaching um but i think for me if there was any time i was not going to be coaching it kind of worked out perfectly because i think it was really really hard to be a coach in 2020 i mean
0: what a, what a terrible time to be moving to new york City. i know <laughs>
1: like
0: now i feel te- i feel i feel bad i mean what a like it doesn't That is is such a terrible time. Um, Rebecca, what we don't like to talk about is actually the pandemic here at Rower's Choice. I like to just kind of pretend it didn't happen. So you spent some time at Row New York. It's it's the pandemic, it was a terrible time. You had one of the worst places to live uh, during that period of time. So Fordham, Mm -hmm. this is a big, big, big deal. Now Fordham is a very old program. It's been around a very long time, and you are the head coach of this team. How the hell did that job fall into your lap, and how did you get that job? Because that is—I'm not <laughs> saying you're not qualified. I'm just saying that's a—that's a great job to have in our—in our little sport.
1: Yeah, no, I—I I, oh, trust me, I think that all the time. I'm like, wow. I think I mean, there's always the kind of right place, right time thing, right? You know, I right. think I think that's like always part of it. Um, I mean, I think the team had gone through a bit of a coaching transition the previous year. Um, and, you know, also a lot within the athletic department, you know, we have a new athletic director. There's been, you know, a lot of changes there. Um, I remember seeing the job posting on row two. And I was like, Oh, you know, that, that would be cool, you know, whatever. And then I think later I, I saw them post it again and I applied, And I think for me, um, I went into the interview. I I think I have like, again, for me, I love competition that like is a very easy goal. And I think that's like part of what makes sport fun. And like, so I think my approach to how you make that fun though, is like, it's very culture based. Like I got a lot out of rowing and I really like coaching women, you know, I think it's a fun challenge. And I think I want the woman I coach to get as much from the sport as I got from it. So, Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing too, is I think like women don't just buy, if you say something like, they're not going to just do it because you say it, like they need to buy in to what you're doing. And I really like that challenge. So I think I went into the interview really just knowing, like, I felt like it was a little bit of a long shot and really just being honest with them and being like here's my coaching style here's what I want to do here's what I think about these things um so like Oh my God. Like so many people, it was like the, I mean, it was just all the different athletic directors who had been involved with the program. Um, I feel like a lot of the, like, even right now, like I'm interacting with a lot of them. It's not like I got hired and it's like, okay, bye, have fun, you know? And, and, you know, one of the athletic directors has been at Fordham for a long time and his daughter was on the team last year, you know? So he, you know, he was part of my interview process and he knows exactly what the, where the team is, you know, culture wise, performance wise, because he's been at all the regattas. So it's um yeah, it was a lot of meeting a lot of people in one day. And I was, you know, I, I think when you're put in that situation too, you have to, you have to be just so honest in who you are and what you're going to do, because you don't have any time to like make it to like, prepare in the same way. There's no script you're following when people are asking you these questions and you just have to be like, nope, here's what I want to do. So for me, what I attracted think- you.
0: What what attracted you to the, the job? Like, what was it that you, because you said you looked at the, you saw it on Road 2K,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was in your head, out your head, and then you're like, I see it again. And then you obviously spent a whole day um, interviewing or, you know, talking to multiple, multiple people. Um, yeah. What ultimately said to you, you got to get this job, you got to take it?
1: Um, for me, I think it was, well, one, I, I really, I like living in New York more than I thought I would. Um, I miss the kind of small town aspect. Like I grew up camping and stuff and I miss that a lot, but I've really been having fun living in New York. So I wanted to stay there. I wanted to be in collegiate rowing because it, it, it's the competition and where you get to like really push and challenge athletes. Um, I also like coaching at the collegiate level because you get to treat them like adults. You know, you can assume that they are capable of doing things. You don't need to to kind of hold their hand the same way you sometimes need with high schoolers. Not that holding their hand is necessarily the right thing, but like you really get to treat them like adults. I wanted to be a head coach. Um, And I I think ultimately like it, it, I think the program is in a position where they are well enough established in a lot of ways, but they're also like, we're doing a lot of program building right now you know, in a lot of different ways. And I think for me, I saw that as as an opportunity. Um, And I think coming out of COVID, you you know, when people switch to a program, they're like, oh, you need like four years for them to like buy into the culture and stuff like that. For me, I feel like COVID has made it a lot easier because the athletes are so willing to buy into something new and get back to like a normal practice schedule. And a lot of them don't know what that normal is. So for me, it's made it really easy to come in and they're like, yep, this is what we're doing. We're going to buy into it. Like, you know, there are athletes who are juniors and who had first year interrupted by COVID and ultimately last year, pretty interrupted by COVID as well. So they're just like, like, they're so excited about it. It just like the enthusiasm from the athletes is great.
0: You know, your predecessor was there like 31 years.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about that. Um, Cause that, that, that basically is the program. Like Ted is the program. 31 years is a very long time um was that ever addressed or discussed during the interview process
1: yeah i think it was I, I think it was addressed i think um you know i think so previously ted had been coaching both the men and the women um so i got hired as just the women's coach so i think that that was addressed and you know part of that you know the men are club i i think they used to be a funded varsity sport um but haven't been for about a decade and i think they were kind of trying to give both teams the attention they deserve so I think it was a little bit addressed there and like things are going to change and I think they were saying to like you know they were okay with change you know and the goal of change is to benefit both programs more so it yeah you know it was addressed I think um you know I'm obviously like a very like you know a pretty big contrast to him and I think hopefully Hopefully they saw it as like a positive thing. And I think he laid a really good platform for what the team is. And for me, I'm just excited to keep on building it and kind of pushing the team forward. So
0: this is your first year. I mean, this is your- Oh
1: my goodness. Yes, it's been wild. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: So when I say first year, it's like three months. You've been on this job for three or four months. Yeah,
1: I started in September.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's talk about that. You started September, 2021. It's now four months in. It's or five months in close to- uh let's see let's start let me where do I start you're basically starting from scratch um you had a terrible covid experience like everyone does so it's it's like you're starting <laughs> new um what what were the first handful of things that you were focusing on in those beginning months
1: for me it was a lot about building the athletes trust, you know? And I think, I think that like the easy parts of coaching are like, great. Like let's rig the equipment, how we want to rig it, you know, let's like introduce kind of a new training plan, you know, and, and however you want to do that. Like we, I bought them all heart rate monitors and we kind of introduced this idea of like, steady state. And, you know, you don't, it's not steady state is not go as hard as you can for 90 minutes on the erg and like using heart rate monitors and tools and stuff like that. Um, you know, buy new equipment where you need to, and you know, there's a lot of that kind of low hanging fruit. I think what I've really been focusing on is building that trust from the athletes. Um, I think figuring out like where the culture is and where you need to move it. I think if you come in with a really great idea, even if it's like the best idea ever, and it's super far away from where the team is. If you make that jump right away, like you're going to lose a lot of people, you know, and, and not everyone's going to be able to make that jump. So I think part of that is like setting my goals of where I want the program to be and then meeting the athletes halfway, you know, meeting them where they are and trying to move everyone towards that goal together.
0: You sound like you've been doing this for 35 years. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe that's a And that's it. Please take that as a, a, a very good compliment. Um, you, you, as you're talking, I'm taking a lot of notes and I just have so many directions that I want to go with this. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to figure out my best path on where to head. So, um, okay, Fordham, is it division one, two or three program?
1: Division one. I mean, that's been a huge, that's been a huge learning curve for me. You know, I think for me, I'm going to be honest, when I left UCSB, I think I applied to every single division one coaching job that was on row 2k. Like, I mean, like, you know how many, like you, like they start showing up in like May, June, July. And I applied to everything, like every single D1, uh, job I got for the division one programs. I got two interviews. Um, and (laughs) like, I, I was really (laughs) confident. Yeah. I was really confident in my ability and I had, you know, and, and the funny thing about it too, the only interviews I got were at top, like some really good programs. Like, I mean, like top, 15 programs yeah yeah yeah. and i'm like why aren't these like small you know i don't want to say anything disparaging about other programs but like why aren't these small division one programs no one's ever heard of like why aren't they interested in me you know like because to me i really thought that would be kind of how i would break into that d1 coaching i think there's anyone who's come from a club program i think can kind of relate there's a little bit of a stigma with club rowers trying to break into division one coaching yeah um so well, I mean it goes
0: the other way too. It's it's club coaching or it's high school coaching. You don't yeah. for some reason, there's just not a lot of people that jump from the high school to the collegiate level. Um, and I don't know why. I mean, I I, I see it all the time. So division one, division one means scholarships, mm-hmm. it means a lot of NCAA restrictions, it means learning a ton about the rules and regulations. Like just the other day, we <laughs> sat down with Dave O'Neill and Nick Johnson. And I mean, I feel like it's a moving target. Has that been a challenge for you, understanding the ins and outs of NCAA rules and regulations?
1: Oh, totally. I think, I think the thing with that, I mean, for me, so I guess there's a lot of restrictions around recruiting. Um, I think right now for rowing, we attract a lot of athletes who have been rowing, want to come to Fordham. And the rowing team is like a bonus, you know? And we have some athletes who come to row, but like, I feel like that's a lot of the athletes that we're attracting right now is they like, they see that Fordham can provide them with like this holistic experience. They're like, I get a great education. I'm in New York City um, and I get to row, you know? It's like this really kind of awesome bonus, but it's not necessarily what's drawing them in. So I think as far as recruiting goes, that's almost made it a little easier for us and understanding those restrictions is you know, we have a lot, like a lot of the athletes we're recruiting are ones that have reached out to us because they're like, Hey, I'm accepted. And I didn't reach out to a coach already. And it's like really cool. Cause a lot of these athletes are really great athletes. They're just, you know, I think, you know, a lot of these young women are like putting their, you know, academics first, which is cool. Um, I think a lot of the other regulations, I think how I like to really approach it is just like, they're designed to protect the athletes, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to approach that in like a positive way. And if something is, is, you know, some rule I'm like, hey, you know, I just ask, you know, one of our athletic directors, I'll be like, hey, can I do this? Like, what is, how does this like specific rule apply to rowing? And like, again, ultimately they're there to protect the athletes. And I think trying to honor that, like I was having a conversation with um, one of my coaches and, you know, we were talking about like, there's this difference between fall, like technically being compliant And like being in like the spirit of the law, you know, it's like, there's a lot of ways you can kind of skirt around it to make it happen. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think for me, a lot of that is just being honest and really, again, trying to provide a positive environment for my athletes, you know, and like, hopefully when I'm, you know, we're not allowed to, you know, I can give them over winter break, a suggested training plan. Like, I hope they follow it. And I hope they come back fit and they know there's a standard that they kind of have to meet. Um, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you, you want this to be a positive experience for them, you know? So I'm trying to see it, see it as a good thing. It's a lot of work to figure it out, but I'm not complaining about it.
0: I can see why Fordham hired you. Um, it's very clear to me. I can talk. So, (laughs) so, So, um, I think this is a very hard question for college coaches to answer, and, and I can fill in the blanks if needed. But you say, you know, the, the rowers that are coming to you are the ones that are looking for a complete package, right? Mm-hmm. The New York lifestyle, great education, and and and, and rowing is a bonus. It, you know, if are you looking for the sub eight minute rowers, the sub seven thirty rowers? Are you looking like what? What is? Someone said the other day. The 2K is the SAT score of rowing. It will always be there no matter what. It is a standard that we use that we'll always use. Um, Describe that ideal candidate you're looking for at Fordham right now.
1: So I think for me, um, I mean, honestly, if you're pulling above like an 8-minute 2K, like you're not, you know, that's not, you you might still come and contribute to the team, but you're probably not going to be actively recruited. And I feel like a lot of programs will stay the same. I I think what I'm looking for is I'm looking for athletes that are really going to add to the team culture. Um, athletes that have a lot of potential athletes that are going to be happy here outside of rowing. Like, that's a big thing. Like if my athletes are not happy at Fordham, like I'm going to have to deal with that, you know, (laughs) it's like, they're not getting what they need. And I, and I think for me, it's like, you know, we have a pretty big roster. Like we still have 52 athletes on the roster and it's, it's, you know, I, I think for me, I've like really worked to build a relationship where like an athlete, if they're struggling, they can come up to me and be like, Hey, I'm having a hard time. And you're like, great. You know, like you're going to do what you can today and that's fine. And, um, but if they're miserable being here, like it's, it's not going to be fun for anyone. They're going to be, they're going to have a bad time. I'm going to have a bad time. So I think it's looking for athletes that are right cultural fit and I think for me it's just you have to be really honest in the recruiting process like don't sell someone something that they're not going to get once they get here um and I think the other thing too is like I love an athlete with potential and sometimes that like one of the athletes who we recruited for next year um her coach was one of my college teammates so it was really cool because when I asked her about this athlete, I knew exactly where she was coming from because I'm like, oh, we rode for the same program. Like, I know what your perspective is. So mm-hmm. it made it really easy when she said, yeah, like this athlete has a lot of potential. I was like, great. You know, like it, it her saying that like sold me on it.
0: I think, I think coaches love that. Um, I hear that all the time too. I think coaches love the challenge, um, challenge of making them better people better athletes it's kind of like why you do the job you know you do Mm -hmm. the job because you want to make an impact on these kids lives and you want to do what all your coaches before you did and you want to have the same they want the same experience 52 women on a roster is pretty incredible how many scholarships are there available for Fordham uh, at, at any given year
1: we have 12 and then two that are endowed so they're kind of a little harder to use cuz there's some difficult criteria with them so technically 14 it it usually ends up being more about 13 as a result
0: and then and then that's a i forget the word that i learned it's it's a sliding scale so some athletes might get 25% they might get 10% but you know that how many of your athletes have some form of financial scholarship out of that 12 or 13
1: Um, I mean, so the thing with Fordham, like if you look at Fordham statistics, like 81% of students are on some type of financial aid. And I think for us, that's a big deterrent in like athletes applying to Fordham is it's a private university and the price tag's really high. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to encourage, you know, I think myself and my staff, like when we recruit athletes, we're like, apply, see what they give you, you know, that, that state school might look good, but if they're not going to give you any money and Fordham's handing this money out. um, So, you know, I think, so There's academic like there's aid from the school and then there's athletic aid I think I probably have like 20 athletes on some form of athletic aid right or maybe 25 it's it's like pretty close to half
0: I mean so much of this is new to you I mean you're still only four months in five months in with the job like um you know, this is gonna be a different story in a couple of years.
1: Oh my god. If you talk to me in a couple of years, I'm sure I will have totally different things to say about what I'm doing. Well the good news is I'm it. not
0: I'm not going anywhere. So I can tell you we will be having this conversation uh in a couple of years, if not sooner.
1: Yeah. Well like I'm, a, I'm
0: interested in learning. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, well, a cool thing for me too is like I have Like I've made a lot of friends in the rowing world and I I had a lot of people when I got hired who like reached out and they're like, Hey, let me know if you need anything, you know, or even friends who were like, Hey, like, you know, I, I know this is your first year as a head coach. Like if you want to talk to my boss sometime or something like that, like, and I've been connected with those resources, I think coming in again, I've only been here for four months is there was so much to do. And I don't, I don't even think I knew necessarily what questions I wanted to ask or what would be the most helpful until I kind of got my footing. So I think as I get more settled in with Fordham, and then I'm trying to narrow down on the specifics, I'll be able to use those resources a lot more.
0: Yeah, it's always a question I have uh, for everybody: is like, who do you lean on? You know, who do you lean on for support? Because um, what I love about our sport, and it's it's probably true with many, is the coaches that you're even going up against want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not they're not trying to hide behind their coats like, oh, look at the <laughs> special workout that I have or and anything like that it's like they want to see you succeed um what are some of the races that you're going to this spring what's the schedule look like for you
1: oh boy we're doing a lot of everything we're doing so local i know we're doing the jesuit invitational connect cup a 10s Um, we're going to go up and race uh sacred heart so their new head coach i went to college with as well so we're going to go see them um trying to add another one in there I think the thing with me too is I'm not super familiar with all of the the speed in the northeast and I'm not exactly sure how fast our team is sure right now um and I think because of you know again just with COVID it's like I think who comes out of COVID being fast there's going to be a huge range as well because it just depends who had access to equipment who had access to healthy athletes
0: uh I I, yeah we're we're seeing it now is there a drive for you to make it to the NCAA championship is there a big drive for that for this year first year is it even possible to get there
1: I I mean that's our goal is it realistic this year like I I don't think so and I just mean that and like I think it's really important to set realistic goals for your team I think our goal is more to get to get some medals at A-10s you know and then if we can do really well if we can do that this year then like working towards that goal of making NCAAs in the next few years
0: who are who are? I mean, you had to have done some of your research. Who are some of the top teams in the A10 that you're you have your eye on? I know GW is GW, part of the, Rhode uh, Island. Yeah, Rhode Island. My former my former alma mater is uh, GW. So Rhode Island's a really tough team. So yeah, this is so this is so fascinating that you're all new to the New Northeast. This is all new to you. Like <laughs> you have no history uh, with this program. Um, oh my gosh! So
1: it's it's really fun it just makes a lot of those day-to-day things really hard you know instead of being like here are the regattas we're going to like there's a lot of thought being put into, into so much thought
0: days. i i know that's why my, my brain is like bouncing around it's like i don't know what to focus on like you, your your first race is in probably about like a month a little over a month i guess
1: end of uh, march yeah
0: yeah the connect cup and 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 all that that's 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 i think that's in march like towards the end so of March. the
1: connect cup is in april April. April 9th. I have my calendar on the wall right there. Over so. oh, there behind
0: you. <laughs> uh, gosh, like Lord Almighty. So your first year Fordham, I mean, I'm like, I'm pausing here because I, I, I well, I want to ask like what your, I guess what your expectations are, but there are no expectations, right? This is, this is, you're, you're a freshman, you're brand new, you're brand new to this, to this, to this world, um, although you do have experience. Um, I think I was talking to CJ earlier. I think you had a two K this morning. Is that right? Like your team we had did. a.
1: Did yeah. <laughs> so
0: so how well did that go? Because that's a, a fun, exciting moment as you're as you're getting through the winter. Like how did it go for your team?
1: Oh my goodness, it's so. I mean, as a coach, I love watching two Ks. It's really it's really exciting. There's just, I mean, there's a lot of nerves, but there's just so much like energy. Um, it's also really, you know, when you've been kind of doing steady state with them and you're there for like hours watching them, like a 2K is really fun. You like, look at, you know, you look at like four athletes and all of a sudden the piece is almost done. Um, I think it went well, you know, I think we had, I mean, we had some athletes who PR'd on their first 2K of the season, which was awesome. So what is um, that?
0: Like, what, what what are some numbers?
1: Oh boy. Um, <sighs> I mean, it's a, rain, like, I, I I, don't really want to, like, say this in the podcast, um, but, like, I, I don't think, I mean, I don't think we necessarily have the speed of, like, a D1 program right now, you know, and I think that's something we're working towards. I think the first 2K was, like, a really good platform for, like, where we want to go, and I think it showed me a lot of, like, where, like, what direction we need to move as a team I think like not having that 2k data point was kind of bothering me you know we did 6k testing in the fall and we saw huge improvements from the first to the last so I'm kind of you know we're waiting for this 2k and I'm like okay what what can they do you know like what are those how do those numbers compare and for me the thing is too is like it's such good feedback as a coach you know like sometimes was having a conversation with someone else and we we're talking about feedback and I'm like, you get so much immediate feedback from your athletes, like whether that's how they do on tests. Like if you go into a test and like most of your athletes fail the test, like you didn't prepare them, you know? Um, so- but you're like,
0: so funny. You're, you're so funny. I love that you don't want to say your scores. It's- it's. I just think they're- I, because... think,
1: I think they're a little slow for a D1 program. <laughs> and of I'm course. like- Of course they are. It's only February. It's okay. It's yeah. like- And I'm I'm really excited to see like where they go from here, you know?
0: Oh, I'm sure you are. I could see the energy in you. Now, now you got one last thing to do uh, before we wrap this up. And you have (laughs) to sell me on Fordham. You have to show me, tell me in 30 seconds, maybe a minute on why I should go to Fordham next spring or next fall. What (laughs) makes it so special? Sell me on it.
1: I mean, I think with Fordham, you get a really great education. There's a lot of like there's you have a faculty and uh, an athletic department that really cares about the students and wants to has resources available, wants to connect you with them. The campus is gorgeous. So even though you're in New York City, you have this like lush, green, gorgeous campus. Um, You're 20 minutes, a 20 minute train ride from being in the center of Manhattan. We've got lots of new equipment. Our boathouse is 15 minutes away from campus. Um, and I think you have a coaching staff that really, really cares about the success of their athletes. So
0: sold. I love the idea. Of this. I love the idea of like New York City. I think that's a really gorgeous thing, right? There's, there's especially on the future of you know your career, right? So many athletes and so many people have the largest city in the world. Right. Right. at Their fingertips that is hustling and bustling. And it's a fun, you know, fun summer and you can do internships and you can stay close and Nyack is there. And that's wonderful. Um, yeah, there's,
1: there's so much, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's been sold enough to those athletes before, but I'm like, it's New York city. Like there's so much. There's a going lot to on. do. Uh,
0: Rebecca, thank you for doing this and being here today. I loved hearing your story from Canada to California, applying for all those jobs, and coming in <laughs> and finding a Fordham position. I see a lot of success coming your way, and I look forward to seeing you at the Regattas. I'll be at the Connect Cup this year, 100%. Oh
1: my God, uh, I'm excited to meet you in person.
0: Yes, that'll be a lot of fun. Now, everyone tuning in and watching or listening to the podcast, there are many ways to reach out to Rebecca and Fordham. It's gonna The links are going to be everywhere. You're going to be able to get a hold of uh, her and the program there, and look for them at the A10s. And take a look on Row 2K and see how they do with the Connect Cup and the Sacred Heart and everything else. Uh, More podcasts following the theme of not your typical college program. More from us next week. Thanks.